Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 568. If you'd like to have a copy of it so you can listen to it over and over again and study it, because I've got a lot of scriptures this evening, uh, we'll send you a CD or an audio tape. You have to make sure that you let us know what you want. They're absolutely free, including the postage and handling. Handling and Sharon will tell you how to receive it at the end of the program. I've got some um, fabulous music for you tonight. Uh, uh, Ronnie Millsap, a very good friend of mine, is on deck waiting to sing to you. And the song is so beautiful and so good that I'm going to play it twice. One at the beginning of the um, program and one at the end of the program. Uh, we have some real strong scriptures for you. We've got letters. And uh, right now, let's go to the throne of the Lord. And um, Lord, anoint this service. Uh, everything that's said on this program, let it be from you, Father. In the name of Jesus, that souls can be saved and that they will be saved because, and uh, that the church strengthen because there's no strengthening, there's no winning of souls unless it is your spirit. You are the Holy Spirit. Unless you draw people unto yourself, there is nothing going to happen. There is no one that will be saved. So anoint me heavily, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. All right. Now, uh, I have uh, several sons. Um, a couple of them are around close to 50 years old. It's from a marriage uh, before I was saved years ago. And he, he visits me. And he is a, he was a jockey. He won over 2,200, 2,200 or 300, uh, thoroughbred races. Fantastic jockey. And he now is a manager of jockeys. And he told me, I said, uh, dad, what do you think? Uh, he says, you know, Ronnie Millsap's song, what a difference you've made in my life. Uh, we should try to sing it. What a difference Jesus made in my life. And it would be so great, Ronnie. Ronnie's a good friend of mine. I've uh, designed a lot of clothing for him. And some of that clothing is in the uh, Nashville Museum, uh, Country Music Museum. It was on the uh, cover of magazines. And there was a man named Cotroneo. He was not a designer. He made suits. And he... Uh, told uh, Ronnie Millsap that he designed that suit that I designed. Uh, he was the tailor, Mr. Cotroneo, but he certainly did not design it and put, uh, do all that. So, But anyway, uh, that's neither here or there. But I've designed a lot of things for Ronnie Millsap. And here he is to sing for you. Uh, what a difference. I wanted you to sing it, Ronnie. Jesus made in my life. Okay, go ahead. you've made in my life what a difference you've made in my life you're my sunshine day and night oh what a difference you've made in my life 
There's no one on earth that can, can make that kind of a difference in your life but the Lord. Amen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Praise the Lord. Ronnie, sing that that way. All right. Because you need to do a gospel album. I'll play it for you all the time. And I've got a real huge, a large uh, listening audience. And uh, I'm sure they appreciate that. And I'm going to play you again on this program because I like that song so good. And I like what my uh, son, Mike, uh, did. Uh, came up with this idea for you. And if you don't do it, well, I probably will. I won't sing it as good as you do, that's for sure. But somebody's got to do it. Somebody out there in uh, Radio Land or TV Land, I've heard people um, sing, this lady singing uh, Fake Springman's song, Right On King Jesus. So I believe that she probably got that off of this program. It sounded great. She did a fantastic job on it. And uh, Mike, my boy, yeah. 
My son, you really did come up with a great idea. I've been wanting to go in and cut it, but Ronnie sings so much better than anybody in the country music field, and I just really love to see him do it that way because nobody deserves that song as much as Jesus. Amen? Amen. Uh, there's some good people in the world, but uh, Jesus is the only way. Amen? Amen. He really makes a big difference in your life, and so we've got some... Um, Testimonies here. Uh, let's. Uh, where's the first one from? From Fort Smith, Arkansas. Okay, that we have a big church there and a school and a gymnasium, and uh, you know we have a lot of people that have graduated from the Antonio Lama Ministry School, and it's a real good school. There's no drugs, no alcohol, no guns, nothing like that. We don't have guns. We have never had guns in the church all these years, and uh, it's just a real nice school. And mothers and dads are very proud and very happy to have their children going to our Christian schools, full gospel Christian schools. We teach reading, writing, arithmetic, and all the other things that other schools teach with the exception. We don't teach evolution or any witchcraft, uh, such things as that, all right? And look at, you know, you're responsible for your children who are going to spend eternity. And so, um, you know, you can uh, attend our school. You can attend our church. Everybody's welcome. We serve meals after each service. If you're hungry, come on. If you're hungry for the Lord and if you're hungry, just because your stomach is hungry, come on in. You're all welcome, everybody. All right. All right. Now we have uh, some more. Come on. Yes. Sir, while we were distributing the literature, Love and Affection, in a parking lot in Fort Smith, a man stopped us and asked if the newsletters were from Tony Alamo. We replied, yes. He really wanted one. He said he listens to Pastor Alamo's radio program every morning. We said, no one tells it like it is, like he does. He said, you got that right. We gave him an invitation to attend services, and he said he would. Glory to God, Steve Crook. Okay, you have another one? Yes. Let's get it over with. Let's hear it. This is from Ondo State, Nigeria, Africa. Dear Pastor Lamo, greetings to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. With much gratitude to God Almighty for the great things he has done in my life through your radio program. How are you doing there, and how is the work of the Lord? I am grateful to inform you of a message which I listened to on Radio Africa that has been a big instrument in changing my life from bad to good. The Lord Jesus Christ has done a new thing in my life by saving my soul. Please keep up the good work. I really appreciate your concern for the lost. I want you to send a giant print Bible to me and my family, as we are 14 in number and we were formerly pagan, but through your powerful message that we heard through Radio Africa, we have converted to Christ. But the problem we're facing now is that we have no Bible and we wish we could through you. We want you to send us a holy Bible each. Please send us any other spiritual cassettes as a new Christian to help each of us in our life in Christ. I will continue listening to your program on Radio Africa. May God bless you. Yours sincerely, Akinlos Agunboy from Ondo State, Nigeria. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, you know, there's a doctrine going on in the world that's been going on for a long time that Jesus did all the work and we don't have to do anything. And then the, the doctrine extends on to, you know, we can sin after we've been forgiven for our former sins that we can continue sinning 
yesterday, today, and forever. And these people that are preaching that, my friends, are Satan, uh, satanic people. Now, uh, the Bible says that um, we will be saved uh, and judged. We'll be judged by our works, the work that we do, and uh, by the things that we say. So uh, every word that comes out of our mouth, we're going to be judged by. Now, Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 1. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds here to find it. Moses called all Israel and said unto them, this is coming from the Spanish Bible. I love the way they say things. I think it's because it was through the preaching of a uh, Mexican man that I received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and there's just a love in my heart for Spanish people, for uh, Latino and Latina people. I love them. So Deuteronomy 5, when Moses called all Israel and said unto them, quote, Hear, Israel, the statutes and degrees or precepts that I pronounce today in your ears. And what I'm doing is pronouncing the word of God in your ears. And the Bible says that the word, the words, the words of God are spirit. They're spirit and they are your life. And so the actual word itself has the spirit of God contained within it. And it has the life, the eternal life contained within it. It's a package. Each word is a package of uh Eternal life in the Holy Spirit in the water, the eternal water. And so Moses says, I'm pronouncing these rules and regulations and these things that you're supposed to do. And he says, learn them. Uh, you have to study in order to learn them and keep them. You have to keep rehearsing them in your ears and your eyes every day. Learn them or you won't and keep them if you don't read it over and over again because the reproof of the word of the Lord is the way of life, eternal life. So learn them and keep them so you can put them to work. So that you can put them to Arbeiten. That's German. So that you can put them to Travajo. To work. That's Spanish. All right, now we're going to also read, Sharon, verse 31 of chapter 5, Deuteronomy. Uh, but we're going to let you come over here and read it to, uh, instead of Sharon, we're going to have you read it to them in the Spanish. Uh, Yvonne here. All right, go ahead, Yvonne, right here in the mic. Okay, this is the Lord speaking to Moses, and he says, and you stay here with me, and I will give you all of the commandments and statutes and decrees. And I will show you them so that you can put them to work. Yeah, we've got to put the word of God to work. Amen. Amen. Read it some more. So that you can put them to work in the land that I have given you for a possession. Okay, well, we here in the United States are the same as uh, people anywhere. We'd still have to keep the exact word of God. Amen. Amen. And so we have to put it to work. Amen. Amen. To work. Um. Now we're going to go uh, and say, no, Jesus did all the works. That's a, he said that greater works would we do than he did. Amen? Amen. So what are we going to do? How are we going to do greater works if we keep sinning 
Uh, you can't sin. If you sin after you've been saved, then you're going to go to hell. Unless you did it ignorantly. And then if you did it ignorantly, well, then repent and then you won't have to go to hell. But we have to walk in the Spirit all the time. Now, the Bible also says in uh, John 9, 4, because there's going to come a day here real soon, it's going to turn to night, because night is coming. Night, here comes the night, another night. Da 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 da. <laughs> Night's coming, folks. Here comes the night. Another night without Jesus. Okay, go ahead and read it. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. No man. If Jesus couldn't, he was a man, but he was a God man. And I've been preaching that for years. And finally, it's taken hold. Everybody on television is doing it, so they must have heard it one way or the other. And they were not preaching that at all. They were not even preaching that the Lord had to live in you. Okay, so, um, yeah, night is coming. So he says, I, I, we have to do the preaching that we're doing now. Because there's going to come a time, and it's happening very fast, where they won't allow the Bible the light of the world, the word of God, which is Jesus, to be preached. And now James, in the second chapter of James, the New Testament, verse 14 through 26. Now, uh, I want you, and the Lord wants you to hear these words, He's because you're having them pronounced in in your ears now and uh, the lord wants you to learn them you know something about the word of god that the mind our minds are made out of dirt and dirt is very weak and that's why the lord says that we have to keep reproving our ears and reproving studying the word of god so that we can learn them and then keep them learn them and well that's one thing you learn them but you got to keep them usually in other words you can make money but you can lose the money. Amen? Amen. You can learn the word of God, but you can learn to lose the word of God also. And why does he want you to learn them and keep them? So that you can put them to work on a daily basis. Amen? Amen. So you can put them to work on a daily basis. Praise the Lord. Now, it doesn't make any difference who tells you that you we're not supposed to work. They're liars because I'm reading this right out of the Bible. Amen? Amen. Come on and read that scripture again. Verse 31 in Deuteronomy 5, verse 1. Okay, this is the Lord talking to Moses. And you stay here with me, and I will give you all of the commandments and statutes and decrees. And I will show you them so that you can put them to work in the land that I have given you for a possession. Well, why should we do the works of the Lord? Because the Bible says, so why do you stand here idle? This man says, go out in the field and start working. Not for money, but for the Lord. Amen? Amen. That's what it's for. Okay. Faith without works is dead. Amen? Amen. That's what the... So, if you don't do the work, if you don't put the, the word of God to work, then it's dead. There's nothing happening in you. 
if you're not working. Okay, read that. James 2, verses 14 through 26. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Yeah. If you have, in other words, if you've learned what the Bible says, you've learned what God said for you to do, and you didn't, you didn't really learn them. You just heard it, and that kind of tickled your ears. You thought it was great. You got a little bit of wisdom, and then two or three days later, you forget it all. But uh, and you don't reprove your ears uh, to so that you can keep those uh, commandments of the Lord. So that you can put them to work. Without works, <laughs> there's faith. I'll show you my faith by my works, uh, uh, James said. Go ahead, read, continue on. Can faith save him? First no, not unless the, in other words, I, well, I believe what the Bible says, but uh, somebody told me that you don't have to do any works. Well, that, your faith is dead. You don't have faith. If you have faith, well, then you're going to do the work because the Lord commands you to do that. And he said he's going to judge you by your works. Amen? Amen. Okay, keep going. Verse 15. If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. In other words, if somebody's destitute of food and clothing and everything, and you just say, praise the Lord, be formed and filled and go down the road not doing anything for them. Go ahead, read it again. Verse 15, if a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food. Verse 16, and one of you say unto them, depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled. Notwithstanding, ye give them not those things which are needful to the body. What doth it profit? Verse 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead, being okay, alone. So you don't have any faith. You're still dead in your sins and trespasses if you don't do the work of the Lord. A lot of you people, you know, you hear all these evangelists uh, that are satanic evangelists saying, you have to send us money. Well, that's part of the work, but you don't send uh, the your finances to support a work that is not preaching the truth. I mean, but you have to, if you want to uh, be wealthy, if you want to have God give you a hundred times more than uh, what you give, you have to give because you have to sow seed. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You sow abundantly, and God's going to give you a hundred times more than what you have. Just like when you plant a seed into the earth, uh, and because, in other words, you're planting the Word of God. The Word of God is the seed, and Jesus says you're uh, preaching it all over the place. And some of it, some people don't pay any attention to it. Falls on stony ground, and nothing comes up. But then. He said, if you sow, you're going to reap. You're going to win a lot of souls. You're going to be part of your church. And if you sow finances as well. Now, I've never been a preacher of finance, but it's in the Bible. And if you want to become uh, more wealthy than you are today, then you have to tithe, but not to satanic uh, works, people that are unscriptural. You don't want to do that because the Lord tells you to support his work not the devil's work. All right? Okay, continue on. Verse 18. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show Read thee... Read that again. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith and I have works. Okay. Show... How could you have faith and no works, and then another one have works without faith? Amen? Amen. So there's a lot of du double and triple and quadruple standards in the world today. 
and uh, they're not good standards at all. You have to, we all have to do what the Lord says. We have to pay attention, open our ears to what he's saying so that we can learn what we're supposed to do and then keep doing the things that he tells us to do. Uh, why? So, so that we can put the word of God to work. He's not going to do it. He did all the works that he's going to He created creation, the heavens, the earth, the, all the billions of galaxies. And he also created every living thing and everything that uh, isn't even, uh, uh, even the stones are alive if he wants them to be alive. Amen? Amen. But um, we uh, see that uh, Jesus um, is telling us through, uh, his spirit is telling us through James. Go ahead, continue on. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Right. I mean, what, how would any souls be saved if uh, Susie and I never went out into the highways and hedges and preached the gospel? Now, Pat Boone uh, and uh, Susie and I and Shirley Boone were at a meeting in Beverly Hills at a full gospel Christian businessman meeting, and the Jewish man that was in charge of it uh, Pat Boone was the main speaker that night, and the place was packed out. And so, finally, after all the testimonials, they didn't call me, um, Pat Boone got up and stated that, uh, I don't really go out in the highways and hedges. All I do is pray for people to come into the church and uh, into, into my home, and he sends them in, and then I baptize them in our swimming pool. And he says, uh, I just think it's, uh, in so many words, nonsense for going out into the streets because Sue and our ministry, everybody in Hollywood, Beverly Hills, everywhere in Los Angeles knew that we had the street ministry. And he was saying, actually, in so many words, that Tony and Sue are unscriptural. They should just stay at home and pray people into their house. When Jesus plainly said to work what he said, to do the work what he said to do, not to stay at home in your luxurious home with the swimming pool and everything and pray people in. Because we'd went won hundreds of thousands of souls. And uh, I know for sure because that was the unscriptural what Pat was do saying. So I said, Father, if you want me to rebuke this pompous singing, and I like the way Pat sings, and I... I just, uh, you know, I detest uh, you know, this false doctrine that he preached. I said, if you want me to rebuke him right in front of this whole crowd, let this is an impossibility. Let them call me after him who is the main speaker. That's never done. And all of a sudden, the Lord was coming down on me. And all of a sudden, he says, okay, now, Tony Alamo, you want to come up and give a testimony after Pat Boone? And you had many hits right then. And I says, I got up there and said something like, well, I don't know what kind of Bible Pat Boone is uh, reading. But as far as, uh, say, you know, my Bible, the King James Version, and the Hebrew Bible and the Hellenic Greek Bible says that we're supposed to go out into the highways and hedges and preach them. And every one of you people in Los Angeles can see us doing that. And we're winning tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of souls. And everyone went, whoa, like that. I mean, it must have been two, 3,000 people there in that big, big cafeteria there in Bev Hills. 
And so I went, and we were sitting directly across from Shirley Boone and Pat. And when I got there, he just extended a very limp hand and says, Thanks, brother. I needed that, brother. And I says, Praise the Lord. And I grabbed his hand, and it was like, <laughs> it was like a wet dish rag or something. <laughs> Sorry, Pat. Don't. <laughs> okay. And don't be telling people that I owe you bread because I don't owe you a penny. Every time that I used your recording studio on Sunset Boulevard, Joe Leahy was my arranger, just the same as he was for you. And uh, I don't owe you a penny. I paid Joe everything for the time that I used in your studio. And I heard people say that you're telling people that uh, I owe you bread. And I've never, I, I told them, no, I don't owe him anything. I don't know him anything but to rebuke him and reprove him, okay? I pay my bills. All right, now let's keep going. Verse 19, thou believest... Oh, that just, that just makes me feel wonderful that I have a radio program where I can straighten things out. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, then what? Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe and tremble. Verse 20. Yeah, don't that act like you uh, believe in the Lord? Because even the devil believes in the word, but he doesn't do the Lord's... Even the devil believes in the Lord, but he doesn't do the Lord's work. He undermines it. He doesn't do the work of God. So say, I believe uh, the Lord, so does the de a devil. Amen? Amen? And then you're not doing anything productive. You're not keeping the commandments. You're not studying the word to be approved by the Lord, a workman uh, uh, condoned and is accepted by the Lord. Uh, the, uh, Moses says, uh, uh, the, "Hear Israel, if you're Israel and all born again true born again Christians that are keeping the commandments are Israel. Hear Israel, the statutes, the details, the different decrees that I pronounce today." In your ears. Learn them. Learn what you're supposed to do. Because the devil knows what he's supposed to do, but he doesn't do them. And there's a lot of people sitting in churches today that don't do. They learn what the Lord says to do, but they just sit there on the pews, and then they go home, turn the television set on, and uh, many of them open up uh, kegs of beer, cans of beer, whatever, he says um, that I pronounce today in your ears, just like I'm pronouncing in your ears, these same things. Learn them and keep them. Learn them and keep them. It's uh, one of the greatest assets is patience. Patiently learn them and patiently keep them so you can put them to work. Satan doesn't do the work of God, and if you're not doing the work of God, you're not, you'd say, you're uh, doing the work. You're not doing works. Faith without works is dead. You don't have faith. And if you don't have faith, you're not saved. Amen? Amen. And if you don't have faith, you're not healed either. Either. Orther. All right? Neither, neither, nor there. Have faith. 
Learn, keep, uh, learn them. Keep what the Lord says to do so that you can put the word of God to work. Okay, then continues, Sharon. Verse 20. But wilt thou know, O vain man, that faith without works is dead? D-E-A-D. Dead. If you're, you're like Satan, you just think Jesus did it all and we're not going to be judged for works. No, there isn't any work that you can do to get saved because that's uh, the work that you have to do is call upon the Lord. So you do have to do work. You have to call on the Lord and be sorry for your sins and repent of your sins. That means to stop sinning by the Holy Spirit entering into your body, into your spirit, to give you the power to be able to keep the Ten Commandments and all the other commandments that the Lord states in the New Testament. But, and how do you know what they are? You have to learn them. Uh, what's the point in going to school or then to universities, secular schools and universities, if that's all you've done is put your mind to work to learn secular things, and then all of a sudden your, abrupt, your life is abruptly taken away from you, and you go out into eternity because you never learned what the Lord said, even though you've heard the words of the Lord pronounced uh, today in your ears, you never learned them and you never kept them so that you could put them to work for God. God doesn't command people to go to satanic universities where they learn that everybody has to have uh, sex, everybody has to get into drugs or booze. I wouldn't send my child to a university if you paid me uh, all the money in the world. I don't want my son, my sons, or my daughters to go to hell. Okay, keep going, Sharon. Verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works? Yes, he was. Amen. Read chapter 11 in Hebrews. Okay, then what? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he had offered Isaac his son upon the altar? Verse 22. Seest thou how faith wrought with his works, and by works was faith made perfect? Yeah, because he heard what the Lord, the Lord told him in his ears what he was supposed to do. So he learned what he was supposed to do, and he kept. He went up the mountain and built uh, a, a potential fire. And he bound his son up, and then he was going to stick the knife in him, kill him, because he realized, he knew that God told him that through his seed, through his son, all the nations of the world would be blessed, that there's, and that he was going to multiply them by the millions. So uh, Abraham knew for sure that if he uh, killed him and burned him, that those ashes would go right back together and that uh, his son would live. So he had faith, and so he put his faith to work. If he wouldn't have done that, then he didn't have any faith. As a matter of fact, the Lord told him to leave the country where he had all sorts of wealth and all his friends and family were there, and he says, go to a land that I'll lead you to, and he didn't tell him where it was. 
And so he put his faith, he, he knew that it was the Lord, and so he did what he said. Moses, because he saw the burning bush, did what he, and he told him to go to uh, Egypt and uh, talk to the Pharaoh like a Dutch uncle. Even more so, this I'm coming from God. Let my people go, God said. And uh, he didn't do it until he lost it, until Egypt was turned upside down. And the firstborn of every family was killed. God killed them because they wouldn't listen to him. And so you have to, well, I don't believe God to do something like that. Well, who are you to disbelieve God, you wretch? You're not worth anything anyway. The Lord likens you unto chaff, garbage. And so it doesn't make any difference to me whether you believe it. I'm saved. I'm going to heaven and you're going to hell if you don't believe. Okay. So uh, I'm telling you, I'm warning you. I'm reading these things into your ear and I'm telling you what the word of God says. Sharon's reading them into your uh, warped mind and soul and spirit. He, uh, the Lord wants you to resurrect from your dead works and to die out to your old life and to learn the ways of the Lord and keep the ways of the Lord so that you can put uh, them, the words of God, to work, to arbeiten, to travail, work. Well, there's still time to work because it's going to come uh, very soon that it'll be dark and no man, no man will be able to work the works of God. Okay, what else, Sharon? Verse 23, And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God and was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. Verse 24, Ye see then how that by works a man is justified. Only by works a man is justified, because if you don't have godly works, then you don't have faith, and by faith you're saved. And by doubt you're damned. If you don't do works, that shows everybody in the world that gets near you or around you that you don't have faith and it shows everyone around you that you're not saved because you don't have faith you don't do the work okay then what you can frown all you want out there this is the truth i'm teaching you the truth do you believe that Amen. okay if you believe it then you'll and then do it if you believe it then do it so that you can put the word of god to work amen amen then what you see then how that by works a man is justified and not by faith only. Right. Faith without works is zero, dead, zilch. Okay, then what? Verse 25. Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Verse 26. Right, she got saved. She was afraid. She started fearing the... the uh, the Lord, because she had heard that he had opened the entire Red Sea and let these children of Israel go through. And so the dread of the children of Israel was in her heart. She didn't dare report them. And she was justified by doing that because she didn't turn her back on the, the people of God like a bunch of people did me that were in the church and they were saved. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they went and testified falsely about me in a courtroom on an IRS case. 
and they were willing to testify against me on this hanging the judge case, but uh, there was so much proof that I hadn't done any of these things, and a hundred other times that uh, I was acquitted. I got off the hook with that. Well, they say I wanted to kidnap a federal judge. I try to get away from federal judges as much as I possibly can. I'm not going to kidnap one of them and take them into my home. All right? Amen. I won the case. Alamo acquitted, it said in big, bold headlines. Then what? Verse 26. In the Southwest Times record in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And they did such a hatchet job on me in the media that it was just, uh, uh, everyone thought I was going to lose. But the jury couldn't, they couldn't in any way find me guilty because I told my attorney to use the Bible and say, if you say that Tony doesn't have the right to say, uh, he says, now, how many of you people, I never said this, but how many of you people out there have ever said, I wish that judge would drop dead? You know, there is the freedom of speech. And, I mean, a lot of people just say that it's just a figure of speech. But every one of you people on this jury know without a doubt that you've said that in your heart, some, that you wish that somebody would just drop dead or you just wish they'd go to hell or whatever. And said, if you make a rule against Tony Alamo preaching the Bible, then you, your children and your grandchildren will never be able to preach the gospel. I ever say, I wish that person was in prison or I wish that person. I never even testified. I, he came up with that. I never said I wish that judge was dead, but he just said that because he knew every one of the people in that jury had said that at one time or another in their life. He says, do you want to be guilty of closing down the Bible? Don't you know what the reward will be to you when you get before the judgment bar of God for saying that you're stopping the freedom to speak the Bible? So he says, the defense rests. So they all went in, and within 15 minutes, I went back into, they took me back into the cell, and uh, I said, Father, you know, I'm not a young person any longer. I don't want to go to prison, Lord, on a false charge like this. Uh, just make them say, not guilty, not guilty. And I swear before the Almighty God that the heavens open and the Spirit came down and says, I'll do that if you promise five things to me. I said, yes, I will, Lord, no matter what it is. And he says, what, what, what? I, he says, number one, I want you to write a piece of literature every month. Number two, I want you to eat half the time. He never said fast half the time. He'd like command me to eat half the time because sometimes I forget to eat. And number three, he said, I want you to wash the brother's feet uh, at the church. And all the churches, and I even went clear out to Washington, D.C. and washed the feet of some backsliders out there. And he says, I want you to treat the brothers. Uh, be, don't be so... Um, he said, I want you to treat them better. He says, walk in the spirit and just let them, uh, you know, be as a shepherd to them. And I want you to be nicer to your wife. 
I said, I'll do it, Lord. And the second I said, I'll do it, okay, Alamo, come on, the jury's back in. And I knew that they were going to say not guilty because the Lord came down and said that to me. Okay, that's what's so good about having the Lord as the life-giving spirit and your teacher with you all the time because you can pray to him. Boy, I really prayed right from my heart to him because a prayer that doesn't come from the heart is meaningless to him. It's absolutely meaningless. And I've prayed to my heart, and here he came down and told me those five things. And I've uh, fasted, or I've ate half the time. Sometimes I didn't eat ha half the time, and I feel guilty when I don't, but I, I just don't. But I stretch it out to a 12-hour day, and then I uh, don't eat for a 12-hour day. And some of the times I don't eat that much during 12 hours. And uh, he transferred me over from writing the tracks, the literature, to the radio program. But I think he's calling me back into writing some more track, more literature. Which, uh, it's uh, plus running the whole church, it's uh, a big, big, big job. Because you have to be very careful of what you say and what you do. Because the Lord says that I have to do what he says. I have to put... Uh, the things that I've learned and kept, I have to keep them and put them to work. I can't lie to you. I can't uh, go out and uh, uh, beat somebody up or have somebody beaten up because they're saying e totally lies about me. I can't do that. They can lie because they think they're going to get by with it. They won't. But I can't lie. Okay? So I'm telling you the truth. Because I don't want to go to hell. All right, now Sharon, finish up there. For as the body without the spirit is dead. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, did you know if the spirit left your body that your body would be dead? It says so. As the body without the spirit is dead, then what? So faith without works is dead also. All right. Praise the Lord. Now, uh, I was talking yesterday. Uh, the Bible mentions fruit. How are you going to have any fruit, I mean, of the Spirit, if you don't do what the Lord says? Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is a transformed life. You're not any longer doing the things that you did before because you weren't doing the works of God before you became a born-again Christian. So, the Bible mentions fruit, a transformed life, one that is dead. Our old life has to become dead um, and resurrected. The new life is resurrected by the Holy Spirit of God so that you are able to live a spiritual life now, a life that learns the word of God and then keeps it so that you can uh, actually, by the power of the Holy Spirit in you, do a work of God. You're not doing it. It's the Lord in you. Amen? Amen. So you must die out to your own flesh and uh, let the Spirit of God do his, uh, to live in you and work through you. So Paul said that he did more work than all the other uh, apostles put together. But he said, yet not I, it was the Holy Spirit in me that did that. To live a spiritual life, no. 
that manifests the new attitude or the new work of Christ uh, that is in you. That you, um, and also that you never had in you before. That's Galatians 5, 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is... Oh, and 23. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Okay, love, joy. Are you happy? I'm so happy. It doesn't make any difference how much persecution I've had. I love to do the work of the Lord. Amen. From the minute I get up in the morning, so I just uh, sometimes I get caught up with the different uh, letters, emails, and um, faxes that come in that I uh, look up at the clock and it's about 7 o'clock at night and I haven't even eaten yet. Okay, so continue on. Peace, long-suffering. Yeah, you have peace when you know that you are... Um, that you're able to put the words of God to work, to work. Okay, then you have peace. Amen. Amen. What, what do you mean by peace? Well, because you people that are not saved out there, if you die, you don't. You, you say, well, maybe he's right. Maybe the Bible's right. Who are you to question the Bible? Of course, it's right. I've seen Jesus. He appeared before me with my eyes wide open. You say, oh, I don't believe that. Well, that's, you don't have faith. That's why you don't believe it. Amen. Amen. And so you don't have works either. You don't do the work of the Lord. I do, but you don't. Okay, but I saw Jesus and he told me that I wasn't reading enough and that I better because there's a big work that he has for me. Okay, keep going. Long-suffering. Gentleness. Yeah, in other words, long suffering. You continue preaching the gospel. This is going on uh, forty years. How many years? Lots of years. Okay, mm-hmm. but anyway, and so they won't, they don't put the works of God to work. They don't put it to work. The words of God. Then what? Gentleness, goodness, faith. Goodness, faith. Then what? Meekness, mm-hmm. temperance. Meekness before God, and. Uh, do all things in moderation, then what? Temperance. Against such there is no law. There's no law because the law can't condemn you for doing the works of God. Okay? To put them to work. Well, I see my time is up. How about you? Would you like to put, uh, you know, learn the word of God? Uh, be able to know him and... Uh, Learn what he has to say, uh, like what you're supposed to do, so that you can keep them and keep the, the lessons of what he teaches you. You keep them so that on a daily basis, so you can put the things that the Lord told you to work. Well, then say this prayer. Say this prayer right now. It's for your benefit, not mine. Say, my Lord and my God. That's my benefit, too, I guess. Yes, because I'm going to get jewels in my crown for everyone that I went to the Lord, and I've won a lot. I'm going to have to get a neck brace up there to hold my crown on. But I'm going to cast it before the feet of Jesus. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is your son, the son of the living God. And I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all of our former sins. 
And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, the Holy Spirit. Uh, wash all my sins away in the precious blood that you shed for. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved, and I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal, everlasting soul. And I just praise and thank the Lord for saving your soul and entering your body by his spirit. Hallelujah. Let him enter in. And Sharon, tell them uh, how to receive a copy of this program, number 568. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas, 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370, or fax to area code 479 479- Seven eight two seven four zero six. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, "Tune in tomorrow for another powerful message of the Lord. The truth. We're going to continue this message on, and pray that Ronnie Millsap will sing this song um, with "What a Difference Jesus Made in My Life." I want this to stick in everyone's brain like the hair in a drain. What a difference Jesus made in my life. Okay, here he is, Ronnie Millsap, to sing it for you. What a difference you've made in my life. What a difference you've made in my life. You're my sunshine day and night Oh, what a difference you've made In my life What a change you have made in my heart What a change you have made in my heart
What a difference you've made in my life You're my sunshine day and night Oh, what a 